HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Grand Army, a neighborhood restaurant and bar in Borham Hill, Brooklyn. Visit GrandArmyBar.com or at GrandArmyBar on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Speakeasy, y'all. I'm Damon Boldy. My name is Souther Teague. And, man, Souther, it got really chilly out there, man. I'm surprised you're not wearing your, your mail carrier too hat. Too soon, too soon. What, how's it too soon, man? I'm freezing. I, I put that thing on when we have three consecutive days of sub-freezing temperature. So. Or... December twenty second, which is the official first day of winter. So, all right, all right, I put it on too early. Oh, well, you know I, what? I suffer. All right, I've learned all I need to know today. That's it for the speakeasy. Uh, we'll see you next week. No, I'm wait, wait, we've got someone in the studio that might be interested to talk to us. Actually, he, I, I, he just rolled in on his bike right before the show, and I'm glad you made it, buddy. Um, welcome to the show, our buddy Tim Master. Yes, hey, hey, yeah, hey. welcome, man, <laughs> um, dude. I, He's pulling out bottles. I love it. Already. He's, he, he knows the deal. He's heard this show before. Yes. Oh. But it's your first time, so welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much for having me here. So, you're an awesome dude. We've known you for a long time. We're going to get into more about you. Uh, most notably, you are the dude. The dude. The dude with uh, chartreuse. Yeah, I got pretty lucky getting this job. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's, I was asking Damon on, uh, before you got here, um, are, you, are you the global, the national, the east coast? What are you? I'm the I'm the national guy. National, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I told you. All right, all right. Yeah, the national guy. <laughs> you said East Coast. I, I said no. I said, I well, said global. I like, he said East Coast. I was like, I see him on the East Coast all the time. We, we have some, that's where we live. Yeah. Yeah. We have somebody out west, Ria Solaire, who's, who's doing a great job right. with us. So, Rhea. so yeah, Ria's great. She says hello, by the way. Oh, awesome, man. She's the best. Um, she's out there. But I, 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 I've been lucky enough to go all over the all over the country and meet new Chartreuse fans. It's it's been pretty cool. <laughs> oh man, I bet you had to meet a lot of people then. <laughs> it's amazing. They come in all walks of, of life. It's it's amazing. Bartenders, rock stars. Man, well, sometimes old men, old both. women. It's yeah. a delicious elixir. Yeah, the elixir of prolonged life. Sure is, as it were. <laughs> what was the first time? What was the first time so that you had Chartreuse? 
Uh, let's see. I certainly, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to pinpoint my first time, but, you know, it was definitely here in New York. I'll say that. I've only been in New York for 15 years. Actually, December will be 15 years for me. And I had never had it before coming here. But also, remember, my career was in the back of the house before I came mm, to New York. Right. So I don't think it was on my radar. Um, I guess the closest thing I drank was when I lived in New Orleans. I drank Herb Saint, which is an herbal liqueur as well. But chartreuse. But very different. Yeah, absolutely. Chartreuse, my first time, certainly was here in New York City. I think the yeah. first time I had it was like right before I moved to New York City when I was living in Oklahoma City. And it was one of those, I was bartending and I had read about it. Mm-hmm. And old cocktail books, but I never really, I didn't know how to use it, I guess, at the time. I, it, I maybe, because at that point, I hadn't found, like, the last word. Right. Um, maybe a bijou. Mm. Well, what year did Murray resurrect the last word, as it were? Yeah, it was It was like the uh, early <clears throat> 2000 or, or late late 90s that Murray yeah. Stenson out, out in the... Uh, Seattle at Zigzag, Zigzag, who would just find old great recipes, coats and coats and other drinks, yeah. uh, and he re- he found the last word recipe, which I think is just a baller cocktail. Yeah, yeah. delicious. And you know it's equal mean? parts. And, uh, yeah, I love and that. Which we love. I think that that was the first time really Chartreuse started to, to come back. I think there's untold myriad of 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 last word variations. Sure, but none of them <clears throat> none of them omits Chartreuse. No, I don't think you can. I think, I think that's the cornerstone of that four-part drink. It's close to like the same idea as like a Negroni, where it's like it's like whereas the, the equal parts champion cocktail for chartreuse is like a last word, but then the mm. Negroni is kind of the champion of Campari. Yeah, I mean you can swap it out for another tomorrow, but I mean it's really about the Campari, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, so that drink resurfaced and. Uh, and it gave even birth to a lot of other drinks. What yeah. Phil's drink, the final ward. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's the so Ultima many. Palabla. If you put some mezcal into it, it's just variation after variation. That's Spanish for the last word. Yeah, I had the good word. <laughs> it took me about a year to learn how to say that. I've got oh my word, which is a, which is a stirred version. Yeah, yeah, using yeah. Amaro Montenegro, Chartreuse, Maraschino, and Old Tom Gin with lime bitters. That's a big word. Yeah. That's oh, a, my word. word. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started with Chartreuse, man? First of all, you were a bartender before and a uh, uh, guest of ours on the show before, uh, a few months back, <laughs> our buddy Chris Lauder. Oh, yeah. Apparently, you guys... <laughs> you guys went to the same bartending school? Well, uh, <laughs> the school of colored water? You know, uh, yeah, Kate Chris, if you hear this, uh, yeah, he, he went to the MVP mainline champ. bartending school. I, I just looked at the ad in the paper for the mainline bartending you school. Probably, you, you probably learned just as much from that. I, I think I did, but, but it was the color. He had me a colored water, pouring colored water. And, you know, there was no colored green water, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I was bartending, and it was all drinks of, uh, you know, how cold and icy could you get my martini? Yeah. Um, With zero vermouth. Mm-hmm. In the largest possible What's glass. vermouth? And yeah. why, um, that's that stuff that's that's rotting away in outside the uh, fridge. Yeah. 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 Um, but I remember seeing chartreuse, and it was because we went through a, a phase behind the bar. This is 1990, like, seven, six. And um, we went through a phase behind the bar where we would want to do a shot of everything we haven't heard. Strega. Uh, sure, delicious, um, you know, because the only 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 odd like thing that babes, we had was babes in the woods. You didn't even know what you had. Nothing. <laughs> You're just, no. I don't know what this is. I'm just going to shoot it. That's it. That's it. We would mix it. I mean, Goldschlager was was our, our go to. Oh man. So, so but I remember uh, tasting chartreuse and not knowing I'd ever work for them and not knowing what to do with it. I, I remember that flavor uh, was, was pretty special. Oh, it was man. yellow chartreuse I had the first time. Oh, yeah. And I, nice. I forgot about it until I got the job. And then when I tasted it again, I said, wow. Oh, my God. Flashback. 1997. 
pretty visceral because these flavors are come come through really big. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I, my first experience with it was definitely it was green chartreuse, and I was like, what. The fuck is this? Yeah, and why have I never tried it? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, we we were just talking about drinks, the last word, and things like that. And the most chartreuse ever sold in the United States, aside from um, you know, eighteen hundreds, uh, early nineteen hundreds, was the late seventies, early eighties. It was a college drink called the Swamp Water. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Swamp water. <laughs> it was served in mason jars all over the South. What was it? It was green chartreuse, pineapple, and lime. Yeah. Ebus. Yeah. It's amazing. It was, it was, I guess, I guess you think about it, it was the only 110 proof spirit that was really out. You know, oh, you yeah. had Smirnoff, you had Johnny Walker, you had. Sure, and also kind of like got that, well, first of all, you got the color. I feel like in those, in that era, I, I'm colorblind, but I feel like in that era, it was like, let's make drinks that are blue or green yeah, yeah. or yeah. fucking neon. <laughs> like, so you got that hook. Yeah. And then you've got this like really. Interesting flavor, and also it's got enough sweetness to balance out like that heat. Yeah, I think of chartreuse all the time as my guilty pleasure. And by the way, since Karen Newman was on with her book um, Shakespeare Sip with Equal Parts Cocktails, and, and she brought us a bottle mm. of Disco Ball, which right. is yellow green chartreuse. Yeah, mixed with mezcal. That has become like the thing at Amore Margo. We're crushing through chartreuse right now because it is so goddamn delicious. That's it amazing. is something special, like, I think. Uh, but, but even before that happened, like chartreuse is on my bar because it's kind of my guilty pleasure. Like it's kind of sweet, like candy, and I can just drink it. Well, <laughs> and the, most of the things on my bar are like bitter and astringent. Yeah, I hear. Well, <laughs> this yeah, is like you have a unique setup, obviously. Yeah, well, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, the first time I tasted chartreuse, I was like, I, I actually felt like brighter and like more alert like in the way like an Unterberg might make you feel mm. but, yes like, but I felt it felt really healthy to me but then I, also at the same time I was like I, I could find no information on it oh yeah here's the shrouded in mystery part yeah. and even <laughs> when I did start finding you know looking up on the internet there was really it was again shrouded in mystery and it wasn't until I was working at Linnell's uh, LTD <laughs> like 10 years oh, ago Linnell's. 11 years ago she had a certificate behind the counter, uh, the retail <laughs> counter, and um, it was a, a certificate of, it was like a diploma from the sh- uh, chartreuse school. And I was like, how, how did you get that? <laughs> and she was like, go to the website. There's a, there was a, at the time, there was a, a test that you could take. I mean, it had all the, the study guidelines before that, and then you'd go take a test. I think it was like 15 to 20 questions. But what, what are the questions? Yeah. What's in it? Also, <laughs> well, yeah. also the internet was, was pumping out that fast back then? Yeah. And if you, got them, if you got it all right, then it would pop up a PDF that you could print out with your name on it. You could frame it. And we, everyone Please who worked tell me there, you still have this somewhere. It's somewhere. It's got to be somewhere, man. <laughs> Do you remember any of the questions? Yeah. It was like how many botanicals are in, uh, in oh, chartreuse? Yeah, 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 uh, sure. When was chartreuse invented? Uh, when were the or, monks outcast? When, when was uh, chartreuse liqueur first produced? Mm. And that was the trick because, you know, 1605, of course, is when sure, it started. Sure. But then 1737 is when they started bottling the liqueurs. Are yeah, good. it took them over 130 years to uh, get, it right. get it right. <laughs> yeah. From from what I heard, the, that manuscript's cool. It's it's still in the monastery, and uh, it's in Latin, and it's not. It's 130 herbs, by the way. Just I'm sure you got it right because you have the certificate. But um, <laughs> yeah, you had to get 100 percent to get the certificate. <laughs> 100, 130 exactly. But from what I understand, the one person who has seen it, aside from the the Carthusian monks, is um, it starts in, off like a uh, pick herbs at midnight. 
allowed yeah. <laughs> to rest till morning dew. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. It's not like three sprigs of this, four sprigs of that. It's yeah, uh, really specific. Like, yeah, like yeah, those yeah. original mint julep recipes. Like, exactly. Pick the, it's like some pick the mint from the garden in Kentucky. Farmer's Almanac stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Farmer's that's, Almanac. That's exactly what <laughs> it is. Exactly is. Um, but what's really cool about the two is, you know, it the it asks, like, you know, it asks a couple, well, it did ask, whoa, <laughs> about uh, the Grenelux of Vegetal, uh, which is the original recipe, which we don't get in the United States. That's right. Uh, we get the liqueur. Uh, the green and yellow cure, and then we get the VEP, both green and yellow here. But the original, original chartreuse recipe that you can't get here, can you explain to us why? And you have a bottle yeah. of it here. Just talk it's about in it. my hand. Just talk about it. It's in my hand. It's, it's tiny. It. Why is it so tiny? And you can even hear it. It sounds like a shaker, doesn't it? It kind of looks like a shaker. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just made, made, of, made wood. of wood. It's made of wood with a bottle inside. I guess it's bubble wrap from the 1700s. So, <laughs> it's like a bird call. It was. It's good. Well, this yeah, this, this is the Elixir de Vegetal. It's um, the original recipe, 130 herbs. It's the same, basically the same recipe as chartreuse. It's just distilled only one time, where uh-huh. green chartreuse and yellow chartreuse are distilled five, six, seven, eight times. Um, they're also aged, green and yellow chartreuse, mm-hmm. like three to five years, depending on what the batch tastes like. But there's no aging on the, the elixir. And uh, they use this elixir still today, sold in homeopathic stores, pharmacies in France. And it's used much more for a medicinal purpose. Right. Which yeah. is why it's in a smaller bottle yeah, just for the, with a dasher top. Because we're, we're not in a visual media here. The the listener, it's it's about the size of a, what was it, four or five ounce? It looks like a bitters bottle. It's 69%, right? It's 69%. used to be 70% up until a couple of years ago when, when then the uh, FCC, FAA, said you can't fly with anything over 140 proof. Right. So they lowered it to 69. So they bring it down. Oh, that's, that's curious knowledge. Little that's good. fact. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how does one take this? I know because I've read the thing. It's in French, but I've, I've had it translated for myself. The little thing inside. Yeah, sure. No, no. It's it's. You know, I meet people from France who not out of Paris in the countryside. Uh, you know, anybody from there, especially Max from Saxon and Pro or somebody, and say, I remember Chartreuse. My mom would give it to me on a sugar cube when I was sick when I was little. Sure. It seemed to be our like Dimetap. Yeah, <laughs> something like That's that. Amazing. Just dash it on sugar. Yeah, sugar yeah, yeah. I mean, stuck on it. Yeah, I put it in my <clears> tea. <throat> I, I had. That's play. how I use it. Yeah, put it in the tea. Yep. I've seen um, one bartender. He uses it. Uh, Tom, Tom, Tomers. He, he uses oh, yeah. it on anything. Right somebody, there. somebody comes in with an ailment. Oh, you got a new tattoo? Let me put it on you. Ding, ding, ding. You got a bee sting to it, so. But it, it, it's a little, it's a little baby. Um, I actually carried, keeping on my carry on, yeah. and uh, no one's, no TSA has ever questioned it. They just think it's uh, yeah. like mouthwash or it's like right. cologne. Taste. I mean, yeah, it's sure. small enough, right? right? Cap. Yeah. yeah, sure. Go in the cap. Little cap shots of sixty-nine percent. Unfortunately, we don't have it in this country, though. We have green, we have yellow, we have green VEP. And yellow VEP. So I didn't realize that, see, again, I'm, uh, as mentioned, I'm the guy who, who I feel like <clears throat> I'm perfectly fine to just let well enough alone and let it be, let it be a mystery. Um, but uh, what, I, I kind of forgot what I was going to you, <laughs> you're, you're watching. I, I, yeah, I'm watching Oscar drop, drop the cap over here. Um, <laughs> Mr. Chartreuse himself. Um, uh, what, what, uh, what I didn't realize that the that the stuff that wasn't VEP was aged that long. How long is the VEP aged then? Yeah, yeah, another ten years, maybe ten to fifteen years. Ten to fifteen, and it's in Lamson Oak. Am I correct with that? At least it is in Turkish and Russian oak. Oh, yes. but the, I don't know anything. And then the newer vats are French oak. But you know, one thing we, we always think about oak. We think about um, whiskey. 
Mm-hmm. And we think about adding tannins. Absolutely, like the, the purpose of the 50,000 liter vats, monster vats. Huge. Wow. Huge. Um, not a lot of surface re- contact, yeah. It's not. And it's not really to impart the uh, wood flavor. It's allow oxidation and it to the flavors to rest. Mm-hmm. Because if you know, it's, it's a hot thing right now to find old bottles of chartreuse because chartreuse is constantly changing within a bottle. Yeah, Troy Slidle. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, 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 thank you, Troy, for having everybody call me and say, how old is this bottle? Um, <laughs> uh, and it's great because people go bottle dusting all over. But it continuously changes, whether it's in the vat or if it's in the bottle. Um, point in case, Uh-oh. you know, in 19, I'm pulling out here a 1978 green chartreuse. Yeah. From uh, Tarragona or um, a 1975 yellow yellow VEP what? from uh, Virginia. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 these bottles. I'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. but, but this one that's from Tarragona from 78, that wasn't distilled in Tarragona, right? Yeah, sure it was. So, so, okay, so when were yeah. the Carthusian monks in exile then? So... In 1902, the, the monks were in exile. Uh, it was it was state and church. You know, the, the right. French government wanted to take over everything that was French, um, including the Chartreuse recipe. Then the monks, there, there was back and forth between church and state. And the, the monks left France and resided in Tarragona, but wanted to continue to make Chartreuse. So they made it in Tarragona, Spain, right. about thirty about an hour outside of Barcelona, and uh, they made that. There from 1902 to about 1935 until they came back to the U.S. But the Tarragona distilleries, yeah, to France, not the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Too much chartreuse. There was that chartreuse. Never that chartreuse. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. right. So, so, so th- th- they went back to um, France in 1935. So, Tarragona distillery stayed open till 1989. Ooh. Oh, so they kept the distillery open. I didn't realize that. And I they, thought they just moved everyone back. Yeah, no, no. To Voron, right? They kept it open. They were making chartreuse for mostly the South American market. Interesting. Which, which is why the bottle I'm holding in my hand right now, you could see on the back, was from Buenos Aires, imported by a company in Buenos Aires. Awesome. Which, That's amazing. Yeah. I, you know what? That's why we do the show, man. So cool. So we can learn about this. Teaching stuff. is learning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing there. <laughs> wow, cool. So it's become a thing now. Is finding old bottles of chartreuse. There's not as many, but I, I tend to. You know, you get you get these pockets though. You're lucky. Like I, you know, a year ago, last week, a year ago last week is when I bought that case of 1909 Old Overholt Rye whiskey. A case of it. A case, and yep. they had 52 for sale. 52 yeah. cases. How does so you find these pockets? You know, of stuff I, like this. Where'd you buy through uh, the auction house at Chris? The auction house at Christie's. Oh, fancy. Uh, yeah, super. That's we got most, the paddle and everything. Most nerve wracking experience of my life. Wow. Yes, I had the paddle. Every time you raise that thing, the guy just ups the price. It's I'm crazy. opening up. I'm going to open a bitters bar if I can afford to go to Christie's. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I think that's my one and only shot at Christie's, and I way overshot the mark. Oh, I man. spent uh, two years' rent on a case of whiskey, meaning each bottle cost me two months of rent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's have some. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've still got uh, four left. So, all right. So while you're pouring, trying to drink it slow. <laughs> so he's going to be pouring the uh, the green chartreuse for 1978. And when we get back, oh, we're yeah, going we to taste go. it. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll taste some vintage chartreuse with our buddy Tim Master. Yes. Music for this commercial break is brought to you by Rectech. And this track is called Dues Paid. 
This episode is sponsored by Grand Army, a neighborhood restaurant and bar in Borum Hill, Brooklyn. Grand Army is a nice place to drink cocktails, slurp local oysters, and eat seasonally. We're open seven days a week for dinner, and Saturday and Sunday we open a little bit earlier for brunch at noon o'clock. We're very, very happy to support Heritage Radio Network, just as Heritage Radio Network supports Grand Army. It's all about community, and that's how we feel about the radio and the bar. Visit GrandArmyBar.com or at GrandArmyBar on Instagram and Twitter. It's always funny hearing my own voice during those commercial breaks when that one pops up. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of throws me off during the break. Um, All right. Well, the show today has been brought to you by Grand Army, my my bar. Um, Actually, and Tim Master, our buddy who's on the show today, just recently moved close by. Yeah. Are you now a regular at the Grand Army? I I, I, I've been there several times. We see each other. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Damien and oysters, it's just like like green chair truce and pineapple juice. (laughs) I don't even know where I went with that one. (laughs) It's like a last word. (laughs) It is the last word. (laughs) So... Right so before, right, yeah, right before the break, you were talking to us about these two bottles that you pulled out of your bag. 78 green chartreuse that was made in South America, which you just poured while we were on the break. Made in Spain. I'm sorry, Spain. Was exported to, exported to South, South America. America. Yeah. yeah it, Where did a, you find this? Or did you? Was this something that the company gave you because they had it laying around? No, I did a... Uh, it, it was... The guys in chartreuse gave it to me. Yeah. Um, and they gave it to me about three years ago. This is the last of the... Maybe there's about a point two of the bottle left. Yeah, you've been very gracious with uh, bringing this in because there's not much left in the bottle. Yeah, well, you can see how much I gave you. It's like like a half, yeah, like a yeah. eighth of an ounce. So that's still very yeah. generous. <laughs> it is. No, I mean, sorry. when it's something that's that's ephemeral, it's going to go away. Like I'm, I'm very excited to be able to taste it. No, it's fascinating. But here, try. But yeah, what, try. what I've learned, you know, you, you started to touch on something earlier, Souther, where you said well about the mystery of chartreuse, and I know that a lot of people today. I always wonder what's in it. Oh, wow. What's it made with? You know, what's what temperature does it come off the still? And for the first two, three years that I worked for Chartreuse, out of now seven, six years, um, I would always try and find the mystery. I'd see the monk and I'd ask him, "What's in it? What's in it, man?" Man, I said, well, <laughs> "What's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, bro? What, <laughs> what's in it, Don Benoit?" And he would he would say something in French. I don't speak French, and I got to translate it. It was hamburger and goat cheese um, <laughs> is what his response was to me. And I've learned to stop looking to say, why does it do this? What's in it? Because it's all a mystery, and it's not, for me, it's not about what's how it's made or what the science of how it changes. Sure, we can dive into that. But it's more about what exactly it is. It's just a liqueur that these monks make so they, in order to make money so they can sustain their life of prayer, meditation, and solitude. They don't know what we do with it. They yeah. don't know why. Do they what? imbibe? They drink some, yeah. Uh, once, they, they once do it a mostly year. as the, the, once, uh, once the elixir. A once a year. Once a year. They, they, they have it. They, they go for walks on Monday. And that's the only time they talk for like a four-hour walk. They talk to each other uh, about whatever. How they're feeling. <laughs> I was always told about okay. whatever. Tell them hamburgers and goat cheese next time. So yeah, exactly. That'll be hilarious. I was told. <laughs> and he messes with me all the time. <laughs> I was told in uh, a very long time ago uh, a story about how they acquired the recipe. Yeah. Someone coming up to the monastery and like helping out with the recipe. Yeah. Well, you, there was a monastery. There's about forty some monasteries in the, around the, the world. We're one in Vermont, Arlington, Vermont now. 
And there's guys up Carthusian there. Carthusian monastery? Carthusian. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the Grand Chartreuse is about an hour south of Lyon, mm-hmm. France, uh, in, a, out of, in the Chartreuse Mountains where it got its name. Mm-hmm. It's right. not from the color. Right. Which, which we know. The Chartreuse Mountains, hence the Chartreuse Monks or Carthusian Monks. But the monastery that was located in Paris in the 1600s um, was in the Luxembourg Garden, so in the Saint-Germain area. And they had a nickname for the street where it was located called Angel's Way. It's where the God lived. And right next to Angel's Way was Devil's Road. That's where the alchemists lived. <laughs> the alchemists came up with the recipe. So the story goes 400 years later. Um, and the alchem- But God, the, the alchemists, scientists, they couldn't heal. You know, this was the recipe for the elixir of long life. You witch doctors, you can't heal. Only the hand of God could heal. They knew the alchemists had to get from Devil's Way, get the recipe to the monks who had had a knowledge, working knowledge of alchemy because of where they lived in the Grand Chartreuse in the area. And uh, they got the manuscript to these monks that at this which point they traveled the manuscript down to the Grand Chartreuse. And Brother Jerome Malbach, he was the one that carried it and they started to decipher it. So they made that little bottle of elixir for 130 years. But never perfected it until 1737. Amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of cool history. Yeah, it's, a, it's dedication to craft. It's, it's you know. Yeah, and, to, and, and what's wild, to go back to even what I was saying is I stopped trying to figure out what's in it. Yeah, they say there's 130 herbs in it, in both green and yellow. But I've heard a story, you know, the, the current monk, he uh, was making it one time, and he f- had this one herb, and he threw it in there, and the person who saw him, which was the former president of Chartreuse, said, why did you do that? He says, I don't know. (laughs) What is it for? I don't know. So he said, are you going to continue to do it? Possibly. Yeah, we'll see when it's it's finished. So who knows? Yeah, Yeah. it's 130 herbs, but they take liberty. It's always changing, and that's the coolest thing about this. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah. That's that's how, you know, I feel like that's the kind of thing that that creates enthusiasts like, 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 like Troy. Like, mm. like young Oscar here is just sitting quietly in the room enjoying this whole scene. Yeah. Um, and myself, like, I, I, I really love this stuff. Okay, talk, let's it's talk about me. this. This is a 78. Well, I just wanted to touch briefly on the fact that the reason, uh, well, I want to ask, actually. Yeah, go, wow. Do they the have to, really different. do they have to update, since the liqueurs are able to come to the United States because the FDA gets... A, a breakdown of what ingredients come to, or is mm-hmm. okay. Let's forget yeah, that. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no I mean, Chartreuse has been in this country for for a very long time, right? Um, yeah, but we we. But it's essentially like like making a gin and then changing the botanical levels. You you don't have to like reapply. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> the, the recipe is the same recipe as it has. Shrouded in mystery. Yeah. It's always, it's always been the same recipe. It's going to go back to that. Yeah. Shrouded in mystery. It's always been the same recipe. We keep the labels the same. It's all. Yeah. Gotcha. All, all right. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us. What's, okay. So the uh, this is the 78 that we're having right now. And, uh, man, you know what? It's got. Interesting to note, you mentioned uh, during the commercial break, this is the, the green is made with the beetroot as the base. Right? As so the it's, base. It's beetroot. Um, distillate. You're, you're making. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're sure. You're fermenting beetroot and, and distilling. That's right. Where the yellow is made from uh, grapes, grape, mm-hmm. grape base. 
you know, and it's the same herbs and spices in both green and yellow. It's just different proportions, which is And they get neat. their color huh. from... See, I didn't know that either. Well, that's a great question. What, I think spinach. Right? I think it's the chlorophyll of spinach, but I've been told yes, I've been told no. Yeah. I've been told why ask. I've been told enjoy. I know that it's <laughs> yeah. natural. Yeah. That I do know. But I always thought there was chlorophyll and then saffron for the yellow. Yeah, I think it's saffron's correct. Yeah. But if you even look, we're looking, you know, look at these yeah, bottles. Yeah, these two are radically different. You know, the regular today's green is so popping green where the 1978 is almost like brown. Um, I don't know. Well, that's chlorophyll dying over time. I bet it was the same green when yeah. it was made. Absolutely. You know? I agree. <clears throat> and yet the taste on it, I mean, you taste the woodier flavors. Yeah, and the aroma is actually really different too. Like if I had my eyes closed... I'd kind of think this was cognac. I know. That's what yeah. I was thinking, too, Yeah, man. really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's got this very, like, cognac-y vibe happening. Um, but that's, you know, probably just from being in that glass bottle. Yeah, and, and you know what? In 1978, maybe, in Tarragona, maybe they used grape base. I don't know. I mean, once you whack it up a whole bunch after sugars added, after yeah. distillations. It actually tastes more like, the, the 78 green tastes more like, like a more, like, closer to, like, a modern yellow Yeah. to me. You know what I mean? It's got a little, a little bit yes. more honey quality. To it, there's a honey and green. Yeah, th- there's a saying, and I d- wish I spoke French for this, and I should speak French after six years of working with them. But there's a saying over in France. They say, "Chartreuse eats sugar," which I find over time the alcohol of chartreuse Starts eats away, overtake the yeah. sweetness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. Which I think is what we're tasting now. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Cool. Let's uh, let's try that VEP, man. Yeah, this VEP is awesome, and you know what? Oh, it's so cool. This is a uh, this is a funny story too. Oscar, you? I think you should pour this. Oscar. Yeah, sure. So, in my, uh, yeah, Oscar's sitting in. He's a huge Chartreuse fan. He works over at Mother of Pearl in, in the and East Village and, and a different first, company. And it's his first night back to work after, after. six weeks of being on his ass. From uh, from an accident that may or may not have been caused by <laughs> imbibing chartreuse, <laughs> where he broke his foot. So, I got to tell this story. Drink more right? chartreuse because I'm yeah. sure he's listening. Drink responsibly. <laughs> no bike riding. Don't shrew for yourself here, sir. <laughs> I get a phone call at eight thirty in the morning on a Saturday from from our CFO and then the president of our company on a Saturday morning. A little more for Jason. so at this point. I'm pretty convinced that the company's closing or I'm, I'm getting fired. <laughs> and uh, I, I wake up, I answer the phone call, and they said, Tim, we're, we're at the warehouse where we have all our – we're predominantly a wine company. We're, we're, we're going through all our corked wine, destroyed wine. And we found these 30-odd or so bottles of Chartreuse VEP. Some of them are leaking, and they're ready to be destroyed. The state of Virginia sent it back. State of Virginia. Virginia, they'll drink anything. That's right. <laughs> I immediately know what I think I know what this means. State sends it back. It's leaking. It's been around for a while. What's on the back of the label? So he turns it around and I'm still on the phone. I got sleep in my eyes. He says, It's James B. Sussex Importer. I said, James B. Sussex Importer. Well, we're Frederick Wildman. Twenty one brands was in the eighties. James B. Sussex was in the seventies. We have a nineteen seventies VEP. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is a 1970-something VEP chartreuse. First time chartreuse was ever made ever was in 1963. VEP. That came. That, that's when it was introduced to the world. Wow. Um, so this is this is basically first gen of VEP. I think that's I think that's what it is. I think because mm-hmm. if, if VEP is aged 10 years and it's in the early 70s, it's probably the first one. Um, it's very hard to get it out of my. It's currently sits in our CFO's office. I mean, and the he, bottle, the, you know, you know yeah. the stamps on the bottles. The bottle was made in seventy one. Oh, is that what I said? So probably, 
That's, <laughs> that's these codes on the bottom. Yeah. So this bottle was probably bottled in 71 or 72. Well, there you go. Wow. Wow. Hey, check Thank it you, out. Southern. That's why Southern's here. <laughs> so, so. The shit we learned. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's currently being watched carefully. So it's amazing. This is. Yeah. Wow, dude. Wow. Really? Um, I wish you could all, everybody out there taste this right well, now. Well, you know, we have to. It's virtual tasting, people. Lean into the radio and smell. <laughs> um, <laughs> new technology. The, the internet is your friend. Um, this one's really got a very floral mm-hmm. nose, much more so than, of course, the 78 that we just tasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, uh, it's very viscous, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Tastes like tea. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. I feel like I could just pound this. It's like like chamomile. Chamomile. Yeah, all it tastes over. like chamomile tea. Chamomile with hints of cedar for some reason. Like at the wood. Oh and yeah. Like, wow, how belying is the ABV, which says forty two percent, so eighty four. It had a it's so dissipated. It had a, the, the ABV, you know, it must have uh evaporated a little bit. Yeah, time. but cool. Yeah. Still it's cool, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, that's chartreuse aging. <laughs> That's amazing. And you don't you just need... said that so casually. You just like Michael McConaughey that that line. <laughs> yeah. eh, that chartreuse agent. <laughs> yep. Keeps getting older. <laughs> we, the flavor keeps staying the same. <laughs> or, or not, not the really. same. Not the same at all. Oh man, this is amazing. And what are you what are you ripping up it over? Yeah, there right so now? you know, I've been really getting into um chocolate and chartreuse. So I think it's a pairing that goes really nicely. I'm sure you do this at Mar- uh, your place no, no. Um, we don't have any candy we don't have any food really <laughs> no yeah I think uh, if you'd like to try some sh- chocolate yeah. I-, I think one thing I've found with chartreuse has been very cool is uh, no matter what you do to it if you dilute it if you put it in the refrigerator which is recommended to serve it at white wine temperature it, different both? flavors will change it both both huh. but g- green predominantly wow See, yeah, that's yeah. other stuff I don't know I, I, but again I kind of overwhelmingly prefer things to be Room temperature because I feel like I get I, I get more contact of the flavor if it's at room temperature. Yeah, you would think. I mean, you would think that it, if the producers are making it at 110 proof, which is what green is, then that was meant to be served at room temperature. I don't know if this is the case. This is uh, a bunch of sommeliers who speak with uh, the monks and work together and say white wine temperature. So yeah, I say, okay, I tasted it. I, I think it's wonderful. I like it a little diluted. It's obviously you can break it. Like you know, you can serve it. Any temperature you want. Yeah, that's true. It is. It's high enough. And depending on what you mix it with, it is that it brings out certain flavors. I guess that's the same philosophy behind gin. You know, if you have 15 botanicals and you put a certain vermouth in, certain flavors will come out. Exactly, yeah. It's like what you pair to go with and what you pair to go against. Yeah, exactly. So I have, uh, like, an old-ass bottle of, like, creme de cacao from probably the mid-40s. Oh, my God. So should we... (laughs) Right Should now? we mix them together? I don't have it here, but <laughs> later at Grand Army, that would be vintage chartreuse and cacao tasting. <laughs> I think a bottle of overall. I think yeah. a hundred dollar. I think you should be cheesing to the hundred dollar martini. All right, we're doing it. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jamie Boudreaux's got his twelve hundred dollar cocktail on the front. Cocktails, of the yeah, he does, doesn't he? He does, That's he does. And I asked him a year or more ago. I was out there and I said, I said, how many of these you sell? And at the time, I guess at that time, Canon was probably two years old, maybe close to three. I don't know. Mm. And he was like, oh, no, we've, we've never sold a single one. I was, like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, why do you keep it on there? And he goes, show of strength. So, cocktail, <laughs> menu, so Jamie. cocktail menu goes like 
blah, 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 $12, blah, blah, $15, blah, blah, $1,200, blah, blah, $1,200. Blah, blah, He's like, plus, it makes all the other cocktails seem very cheap. Buddy. Yeah, that's a great move. <laughs> it's kind of right in the middle. It lets them know that we have all these vintage things. So, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's Jamie knows some, what he's doing. He's got a nice collection, too. And his book's coming out soon. Yeah. Didn't Sean and Jack have at the Merchant Hotel? Didn't they have like a fifteen hundred dollar Mai Tai? Oh yeah, oh, well, they had it with that rum, uh, the, the, the supposedly original rum of the Mai Tai. Yeah, right? which I'm not a tiki file enough think, to know what it was. I think Jay Z just but, went in and bought all of them, like killed the bottle. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. You know, yeah. I keep a bottle of chartreuse in my shower. We've talked about this. You before. are the shower truce man. <laughs> yeah, I'm shower truce. Shower truce. Yeah, if, if you go on Instagram, and I you... say I say to people all the time, it's like a spa day every day. It, <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, I, I went on Instagram. Well, what happened was I, was I was living with Chris Lauder, who we already talked about today. Sure. And so, okay, let's back up. Ten years ago or more, <laughs> I used to make soap as a hobby. Okay. And I was going to make a soap like with chartreuse, but right about that time I moved out of my apartment, which had a room that was ventilated that I could do this in. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to remember this, but I'm moving into a place where I can't do it. How am I going to remember this? And I was like, I'm just going to keep a bottle of chartreuse in my shower, <laughs> which will remind me that I want to make soap with chartreuse. So everywhere I've lived since then, I've always just kept a bottle in my shower. And, of course, started nipping on it in the shower, too, sure. which was a really nice thing. That's the spa day every day. And Chris and I were living together, and we had one of those glass showers. Yeah. And someone came over, and they went to the bathroom. He came out of the bathroom, and he goes, was that a bottle of chartreuse in your shower? <laughs> and my immediate response was, yeah, that's chartreuse. Doesn't everybody do that? And then it became this kind of, like, internet. It did. Uh, just for a minute. But, like, people started posting photos. Hashtag shower trues. It owned Tales of the Cocktail Showers in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got any small bottles of shower trues? I need, I need to wash my hair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then there were pictures of people in their showers drinking shower trues. <laughs> yeah. And in my, so then I had to one up everybody, and I had a bottle of the VEP in a 500 mil, which apparently isn't made anymore and was never in America. So there's a picture of me in the shower. I got one at home. There's a picture you of me in the shower taking a hit off of 500 mil. That's VEP brilliant. Model. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. On my Instagram. You know what would be really good? Creative drunk. The uh, I don't shave. I haven't done it in a long time. But like using the elixir uh, in the vegetable. Beard oil? No, as as uh, oh, yeah. as aftershave. It's it's <laughs> it, the home alone thing. Uh, it's it gets sticky. I've tried this, but but yeah. I will tell you if if you're for some reason out of toothpaste and some reason have elixir, it'll work. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I just I, 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 no sugar in it. It's just all herbal and alcohol. I'm just thinking about the monks back at the monastery listening to the show, being like, what. These fucking Americans, man. Right? Can't wait till Monday so I can bitch about this. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Speaking of, of, of the monks, Oscar, I didn't know you were here, but uh, rumor had it there was, there was someone who walked into Grand Army the other day and he was wearing a chartreuse scarf. Matt. Uh, yeah, it was Matt, yeah. and he, he, said, he said, get me one. So I, I brought you both. Uh, oh, man. This is kind of cold. Really awesome. But Thanks there, so much, man. There's a cross on there. As you know, the chartreuse. Yeah, let's talk about that. I don't even know what that is. You have this tattooed on you somewhere, don't you? No, that's Justin Lane Briggs, and he has it twice. Right. <laughs> he has it that. on his hand and one. on his neck. He's got one for you. Yeah, that, that, what, what, the chartreuse cross, the holy hand grenade. I've heard it all differently. And it's, I, it's God above the world, right, or something like that? It is. It's, it was, it's in uh, Latin. It's that's crooks. Domes Orbis, or I'm probably getting that wrong, but basically what it means, and, and I think this is kind of neat, is uh, as the world is constantly changing, God the cross remains, remains the, same. the yeah, same. There we go. And if you go even deeper into that, is uh, as we all live our day to day life, 
as we worry about our drink menus, as our, our spouses, um, whatever. The monks stay traditional, always praying for us, always constantly there, staying traditional, which is one of the reasons that they still wear the same garb. They pray at the same times, and they keep chartreuse a secret. They're not being cheeky. They're not trying to be like marketers. They just traditionally have never have always done it this way. Yeah. And I think that's pretty fascinating. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, yeah, like you were saying before. And Souther, you'll appreciate this. You could go even deeper. That cross with the globe was created around 12-something, 1200s. But when was it that we found out the world was not flat in the 1400s? So what are the monks now? Uh, right, yeah. Uh, the monks are ahead of their time. Wow. Yeah. They're hanging with Galileo. The Elvis Presleys of liqueur making. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Elvis, I'm getting a little buzzed. The Elvis Presley's of celibacy? <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I like it, though. Oh, man. Well, this has been a really fun time. Jeez, Tim. Yeah, really fun show. Yeah. Thank you. Why did it take us so long to get you in the studio? This is crazy. Stuff in. I don't know. I mean, we, we just talked about group. We just talked the first 200 years, so I'll come back. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to have absolutely, you back. Absolutely, man. I would love to have you back anytime. We would absolutely love to have you back. Absolutely. Man. I mean, um, sorry we like killed most of your vintage chartreuse today, but thanks for well, bringing it. You brought it, it so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Next time I'll bring in, I'll bring some. Some of my collection in. I've got some stuff. So let's bring, bring the old cacao. I mean, we've obviously. We'll bring the old cacao. I'll bring. I've got. Eh, my, my 500 milliliter bottle of PEP is probably 15 years old. I'll bring that. I opened mine. I'll bring it. Mine's sealed. I know. We'll do it side by side. You're one of those. I'm, I'm a dude. consumer, not a collector. I know, dude. But if it enters my house, I open it. You know what? I actually put it away and forgot about it on purpose. I, well, I'll be honest. You know I where was, I put I was, it? You know where I put it away to forget about it? In the shower. In the shower. Hey! <laughs> nice way to I close. was going to hang on to mine for a little while, but Natalie found it and cracked it right. She loves chartreuse. She found it. She, she does. Oh yeah. Not? She she loves it, and she loves the EP the most. So wow. it's expensive taste that woman. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> she she saw it and just assumed it was some bottle that I had laying around and just cracked it right open. And I was like. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> it, uh, I know we're, we're, we're winding down. For the collectors out there, though, you know, this is the last year that they'll be making chartreuse at the distillery they're currently making, the fourth distillery. Uh, they're okay. moving closer to the monastery. Oh, wow. So start start saving some bottles that save Varone on it. Oh, wow. Boom. So it's not going to be Varone anymore. Wow. wow. Attention, right. Troy. Attention, Troy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Good, good insider information, man. So there you go. <laughs> Tim, it was so great to have yeah, you on the show, man. Great. Yeah, thank you very absolutely. much. Thank yeah. you. And again, come back anytime. I uh, love having you on the show. Yeah, amazing. Love having you close to my bar, man. It's oh, great. Man, so cool. We, yeah. we'll, we'll be in very shortly. All right, cool, cool man. Um, just hang Speaking on. Speaking of second. things yeah. to go with Chartreuse, our next week's guest. Yes, next week we have Blaine Ashley. She's going to come on and pop some bottles of her new label of champagne. Uh, she is kind of the champagne bubbly wine queen of New York City. Um, so we're going to have her on next week. We're going to be drinking some bubbly wine. So please tune in. Yeah. All right. That's it for the Speakeasy this week. Until we talk to Blaine Ashley next week, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. And thanks again, Tim, for being on the show. Listen to Heritage Radio Network for many, many more programs. Jeez, a lot of chartreuse. Mm, chartreuse. <laughs> like this one. Until then, cheers, guys. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's going to save your soul, though. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. 
You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 